In this town, there is no off-season. The news never stops, and neither do we. It's always game day in Cleveland with Andy Baskin and Daryl Ryder. It's always game day in Cleveland. He's Daryl Ryder. I'm Andy Baskin. If you like what you're listening to, why don't you give us... I saw some comments in the comments section on... Uh, I think it was the Apple podcast. So I was reading that. There were a lot of nice ones on there too. I didn't see too many that were bad. So we must be doing something right. I think we had 4.7 stars out of five. He's Daryl. I'm Andy. Let's talk about the defense because there's work to be done. And I wish I would have just turned the game off at the end of the third quarter. I wouldn't have seen Cade York, but I would have walked away saying, man, our defense is as good as Buffalo's. And then I watched the fourth quarter. And then I saw there's room to improve. Your thoughts. Yeah, I mean they they just they got to clean up the blown coverages and and I think that that's why um Anthony Walker had the attitude that he had uh when we spoke with him on Wednesday. Yeah, it's not good enough. Um you know, we talked about being elite defense and uh part of that is not giving the offense anything, um making them earn everything and we felt like we gave them a couple plays that they didn't earn, you know, that we kind of gifted them. Um and it's not okay. So, we got we got a long way to go. Like the the pressure up front was great all game long, right? Right. Um, five batted passes, four sacks, and you know that that's like their blueprint and, and what they're going to try and do against Joe Flacco too is to really get after him. And we saw the Ravens on Sunday get after Flacco, and uh, so the the blueprint is there. They just they they have to make sure that they don't have those three lapses, which don't sound like a big deal when you just think in those terms, right? They're on the field for 68 snaps or whatever, right? And three plays go against them. And you're sitting there, they were great for 65, but the problem is that they gave up a boatload of yardage and and it cost them 14 points. And so that's why, uh, you know, Walker kind of had that look. It, it wasn't good enough. And if we want to be the best of the best, like we have to just be on it every single play. We want to suffocate a team and you know put put any energy that they have away, and uh, we gave we gave them life, and uh, that's why they were able to be, be in the game so long. Daryl, l- let me bring up one point that you just said because you know you're talking about Flacco, and if they can do the same thing they did against Baker Mayfield, I do think that despite the fact that Flacco's what 74 years old, 75, I, th- I saw him getting free coffee with his golden Buckeye card the other day. All right, he's 37, but. He's six six, and Baker Mayfield is a generous, and I mean a generous six one. And I, it, one of Baker's key problems is just having balls batted down because the the Browns were able to figure that out pretty quick. That's one thing in the arsenal. I don't. He's think not here anymore. So can I say something right now? Sure. I'm six foot on the nose. Okay. I am. I am not a millimeter taller or shorter. Right. I'm. If I spike my hair, I can get to six and a quarter. So we there we are the exact same height, you and I. I I can look Baker Mayfield dead in the eyes, and I did so for four years. So when you say he's a generous six one, in 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 Extra um, padded. what are those called? Not that not high tops. Um, lifts. Lifts in lifts. He's six one. There. I'm just saying he's listed at six one, and when you look That's at what the Browns were able to do. To Carolina, they knew one of the weaknesses. of. Remember how we had this big uh, conversation about who has the advantage, Baker or the Browns' defense? Clearly, in the beginning of that game, the Browns' defense did. And for all but three plays. So what you're saying is I was right, again. 
Well, I said the same thing though, Daryl. I said that that I would take our defense over Baker, or it, it's not even that it's Baker, it's just a quarterback, right? It's knowing that you've got 10, 11 guys on a defense that really know the quarterback well compared to one quarterback who's got to know 11 guys well when he when he sets back to pass. And then he's got to do that in a rush where you've got Miles Garrett and uh, Jadavian Clowney coming at you. And by the way, I thought the defensive front looked pretty good in this first game. I thought they did some good things. They were really good. So here's uh, what Walker had to say about facing Joe Flacco, the senior citizen, as you called him. Obviously, that experience, um, they, they run a good system over there. A lot of shifts in motion, similar to, you know, what, what our office does. So, um, you know, we have to be kind of on our P's and Q's. Um, this is like a, a rules game for us where we just got to execute what we do, which is, you know, I can say that every week, but a little bit more this week um, with the things that they do. But uh, like you said, that experience that he has is uh, very crucial for them. Crucial for them. I mean, he threw it 59 times. So his arm's got to be sore, right? Sure. He had a liniment for that, especially for old people. That's what we <laughs> use, liniment. And, you know, they, they played from behind all afternoon against Baltimore. Um, Michael Carter, I mean, he only got 10 carries and ended up with around, I think, what was it, 55, 60 yards, something like that. Right. Um, you know, Corey Davis was their their top receiver, uh, caught six passes. He was their Donovan Peoples-Jones, you know, um, against Baltimore. Did but Garrett Wilson see any action in that game? I, I only saw bits and pieces of it. I, I didn't notice him when I yeah, was Yeah, that's what I said, too. It was, it was in, I was looking for it just because, I you know, Buckeye um, guy. He, he had 52 receiving yards in his debut. Okay. So the, the, the non-smart aleck answer to your question is yes he did play well no and i mean 52 yards they only scored six points though so you can talk about the impact right yeah well i mean there that there was no offensive rhythm no offensive flow um the 59 passes were clearly a reflect i mean how many times we see browns quarterbacks do that right because you're playing from behind you're you're playing catch up all day so um my takeaway from watching the Jets in that opener against the Ravens is if the Browns can get out in front, they should be able to pound them into submission. That I, I again, it goes back to the formula that we have talked about at nauseum, whether it's on this podcast or on the air. It just get out to that early lead and just run, run right all over them. Uh, chew the clock and make Joe Flacco throw it 60 times. The problem is Joe Flacco throwing against the Cleveland Browns usually has been a bad thing. So like pick your poison, but he doesn't have the same supporting cast he had in Baltimore. He's a lot older. Um, So I I just, I think that those things kind of come into play. If he has to throw 60 times Sunday afternoon at first energy stadium, quite frankly, I think that means good things for what the Browns defense uh, as well as the Browns offense has been able to do right right no i agree All right, let's set the scene though for sunday though daryl so first home game of the year <clears throat> joe thomas is going to be named a legend brownie uh, is week. at midfield and the brownie is at midfield which i think um i love it i mean just as an old school Browns fan but i do think the rest of the country is gonna be like what the hell is that thing in the middle oh of the they already have Cleveland? They have all, oh yeah, everybody's all over ragging on it. But my counter to that is one, team won seven championships before uh, Art Modell threw it in the closet. Um, 
they what's better to look at an actual logo or a stupid orange helmet okay like he was I, going on the field no matter what one of the versions of brown of the elf was going on the field whether it was in the end zone or it was at center field i'm glad that it won the one at center field yeah you mean midfield midfield center field that's true i forgot you know all those days i spent in the canadian football <laughs> league that's why i get so freaking confused on on fourth down i'm like Man, A, what am I doing? Oh, I'm sitting here in the middle of the field on the sea line eating poutine, and I'm wearing my Maple Leafs jersey that I sometimes take off for my Canadians jersey. Just as long as you know when it's third down. By the way, every every PA announcer in the National Football League screams. It's like an NFL thing. That's not a Browns thing. I, but he's been doing it since the day he walked in. No, the it it well. You know what? Didn't Jim Jim Mueller was the PA announcer in the beginning, not Jeff Shreve. By the way, I thought Jeff Shreve was great when he was doing the Cavs. I wish he was still. He well, I just thought it was such a. It was just so the stuff he does for the Browns now. He did not want to do for Dan Gilbert and the Cavs. Right, but <laughs> I mean, he's still. It's still. But he is really good. He does. He does a great job. There's a measure of and, class. And again, I'm, I'm not Shreve making fun of him. Appreciate. I'm just making fun of like it's an NFL thing. Just like yeah. the, you know, every team now does the uh, after they pick up a first down, they they do the you know so and so gain of six for a insert team name here, and the fans are supposed to chant first down. So we're that, so Euro soccer. It's so awesome. Yeah, it, 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 it's the NFL like came up with like standardized, like game presentation. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, that's. And bad. I don't think Browns fans understand that like a lot of stuff that's done, it's done in every stadium across the league. Yeah. That kind of sucks. I'll be honest. Not unique to Cleveland. Yeah. I'm not a fan of that. That's like, you know, the, the, the thing that made McDonald's famous was you could go to New York, you could go to Ohio, you could go to Minnesota and you can go to California and the burger would taste the same. And that's right. why people appreciated it. But right. there are other things that are like that that just don't belong. And I think the uniqueness of the regionality of a uh, football team is what makes it special. And I think when you denigrate that, that you're not helping anybody. It's like these but, generic newscasts where you go and they all look exactly the same. because right. they all have sharing the, same the same set across the country too. Yeah, when they're all Because it's cheaper to buy the same set and manufacture the same set over. And yep. it's definitely cheaper to make the same graphics from one place and do it that way too. Mm -hmm. So, but that's another. But I love the fact they brought back Brownie. I hope he's here to stay. I actually like this one better than the traditional standing Brownie because it's action. It it says football. Yep. Um, it's from 1946. It was on the first program. So kudos to J.W. Johnson and the marketing department. I've uh, I've been encouraging them that they need to swap out the helmet for Brownie on all their social avatars. Anything I can do to help the Cleveland Browns market themselves. Yeah, I don't want anything on the helmet. I'm good. We no, 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 team no, no, no. I'm saying swap out the helmet and use the logo. Oh, on your oh, I see what you're channel. saying. Yeah. Yeah, um, yeah get yeah, people I mean, used I, to look, it. I, I get it. The, the, the helmet is sacred. You don't touch the helmet. I understand that. But it as a logo is boring AF, and they need to just stop using it as a logo. On they the just, shoulder pads or on the sleeves of the jersey? Where do you want everything, it next? Everything. Just they need to stop using the helmet as a logo. Have Brownie be your logo. Cleveland Browns football company or whatever the, you know, you want to. But have Brownie be that that logo instead of the the, the helmet. Art Modell loves the helmet. Which I means wonder if the networks. It. 
Don't you wonder if the networks will use that in the bug, in the score bug? I don't think that they are the going to, orange? but I did suggest today to somebody with the team that they encourage the networks to do so. Again, I'm trying to help the Browns market themselves here. You are good. All right, give me a final score for this weekend's game or what's going to happen. Uh, oh, I, 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 I'm going to say Browns bust out into the 30s. I'm saying Browns 34, J-E-T-S, Jets, 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 13. 34-13. I'll ease up a little bit. I'll go uh, 28-13. I better write it down so I can keep remembering to tell people that. 28-13. I may have to rethink that. <laughs> Daryl, you're a good man. Let's do this again. We'll be back for the post game on Saturday night. Looking forward to talking to you. Then with the podcast, it's always game day in Cleveland. Again, we appreciate everybody who's listening. For our producer, Meredith Kane, he's Daryl Ryder. I'm Andy Baskin. It's always game day in Cleveland. If you like what you're listening to, subscribe to the podcast. We'll talk to you after this week's game against the Jets.